on live, Bill and Patrick on YouTube. It's the Empire Hockey Podcast. Patrick's uh, our friend from Sweden, and uh, welcome to, to your first show. How does it feel? I'm very excited. This is gonna, I, I have so much information to bring you guys. Uh, <laughs> not really, but it, we, you will see. I have some predictions for the playoffs that I think some people are going to like. That's, I, that's actually what I'm in for, Bill. Nice. I'm all about it. And and Patrick being one of the playoff teams, yeah, yeah. I hope he I hope he predicts himself. That's that's all I really hope for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like he he's facing a team that's on the ropes right now, though. That's the thing. So, um, okay. But like, I think I'm limping even harder than than Bruce. Or, I gotcha. And I'm team. Yeah. <laughs> like my right. my. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, yeah, just my top players are Vancouver players. And oh yeah. They're like oh. half half dying of COVID right now. So that's let's not, not looking good yeah. for me. Not looking great. Anyway, let's go to our players of the week, which was first introduced actually by Patrick and the Gritty Gazette uh you know months ago. Uh <laughs> but we'll we'll go to our top uh our top forwards of the week. And uh they are we'll we'll start at the bottom for some a little bit of surprise. Uh, from the New York Islanders in the in our league, which is Patrick's team, uh, Matthew Barzal, twenty five points, eight point three three per game. Yeah, I know. What, what's that for, Bill? Yeah. They had a good game against Washington earlier in the week. Just saw. Oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. why you're disappointed. Five, uh, five point game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with those I, Vancouver, yeah, go ahead. I know how the Flyers felt <laughs> when they played the Rangers. Uh, Nathan McKinnon from in real life, Colorado. He plays for Montreal, also a playoff team. The number two forward of the week, 27 points. And the number one forward of the week plays for the fly guys in our league. It's Brad Marchand, 28.25 points. He had five goals, which led all skaters uh, on the week. Also a couple assists, eight penalty minutes, a classic Marchand uh, week right there. Sounds about right. Yeah. Top uh, top defenseman uh, in third place from the wow the Phoenix Coyotes. It's Ryan Murray, <laughs> seventeen points on the week. Incredible, and another surprise in this week's top defenseman is Mackenzie Wegar uh, from the Empire Hockey Association Pittsburgh Penguins, eighteen point two five points per week. And no surprise from Winnipeg, our top defenseman of the week is Kale McCarr, 19 points, a goal, and four assists there. So, But did you know who led the league in hits last week, Perry? I do care, but I don't know. <laughs> Radko Gudis, 23. That sounds about right. Yes. In but, the games. But Penguins lost hits this week, which is in hum- in hum- rare, rarity. What did Patrick say about the games? Uh, in how many games did he do oh, that? Good at four. Okay, that's a full slate. Yeah. Top goalies of the week. It was going to be one of the Minnesota goalies. It was Cam Talbot in third place. <laughs> hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully Joe played him. He'll need him next week, I'm sure. Twenty-eight point seven five points. Juice Soros looks like he's taken over in Nashville. If he hadn't already, plays for Detroit in our league. Twenty-nine and a half, and then an make matters more interesting martin jones i know we talked about this in the slack but jones also on the detroit red wings at 36.75 points <laughs> well that's crazy 
And let's look at our uh, rookie of the week, if we can. There we go. Wow, look at this. Uh, our third rookie of the week is Igor Shosturkin, goalie from the In Real Life Rangers, plays for St. Louis, tied actually with Kirill Kaprizov of the New York Rangers in our league. And then the number one rookie of the week uh, is Jake Ottinger from the Empire Hockey Association Detroit Red Wings, 21.75 points per week. Those are your top players of the week. Anything stand out to their uh, first bill and then Patrick for the, the players of the week? A lot of goalies. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and some, some bench points, right? I think we some were bench points, right? Martin left. Jones, yeah. yeah. Martin, Martin yeah. Jones. Yeah, and Ostinger, the top mm-hmm. rookie goalie. <laughs> Uh, teams of the week. I was just short of the team of the week this this week, you guys. We were and counting the playoffs. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Red Wings are the team of the week. Four hundred or uh, not four sixty eight. That's divided by three. Um, followed 156. by myself. One fifty six. Followed by myself and Chicago. Uh, Vancouver had one fifty three seventy five too, because that was the great matchup of the week. Was Detroit and Vancouver toe to toe there at the end? Right. Yeah, that was a huge battle. And I have a side note about that. Uh, oh, yeah, give it to me. Detroit's uh, scoring. Uh, he actually beat uh, Chicago two weeks in a row. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think any other team has done that this season. I can't I, imagine. I, I tried to look it up, and I don't think it happened before. So it's kind of cool. He heads into the playoffs. Like, you could say he is the king of the league right now. Yeah, right, as you just like, like power rankings wise, right? Yeah, power rankings wise. Yeah, it it helps when you have a guy like Eunice Donskoy get you a hat trick like ten minutes into a game on a given night. That does help. That does really help. Yeah, <laughs> but still, he won two weeks in a row. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so, uh, and he he has so much uh, like fantasy points on the bench. It it's kind of insane. I'm kind of jealous. I, I am too. Yeah. Uh, even with my team playing really, really well, I, ne- I needed to win all these games and needed help. I didn't get any of the help. Uh, so the Minnesota North Stars will be in uh, the Toffs, I think we're calling it. Sponsored right. by Jelly's Cookies. Sponsored by Jelly's <laughs> Cookies. We almost had Jelly on a podcast, Patrick. We were very close, I, I thought. Yeah, I, I was really hope, looking forward to that last, uh, was it last Monday? Yeah, I, I think it I think was. Like, maybe you would have had, was it uh, Chicago the week before? And he yeah, Tom. Yeah, we had, no. to, yep. We have to rely on the Europeans to not bail on stuff. That's that's pretty oh. much how America works these days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here working. It's after midnight right now, but I'm here. Doesn't Love that. matter. You after midnight. for the guys. Absolutely. Well, let's get to the playoff matchups because I know you're a part of that. Bill and real, I are unfortunately real, not. Real, real quick, we do have to make a note, as he commented in the Slack, about as rough a week for the Phoenix Coyotes as you could possibly have. Uh, 59 and a quarter points. He had multiple players pull him a negative, and his goalie, Calvin Pickard, was negative 5.75. So we feel you, Phoenix. <laughs> He's going to want to turn that around if he wants a decent draft pick. That's the only yeah. issue here. Yeah. Mm. So, I think he's going to have to settle a bit of a top 10 kind of pick, but 
not yep. any better than that. Yeah, it's probably about right. Uh, let's get to the matchups here. We have the four buys, right? Who's not playing week one of the playoffs? Chicago, Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, and Montreal, which we talked about last week, but was in a real tight battle there with, uh, with Quebec. Yeah, what was the tiebreaker? Was it head-to-head? Yeah. Yeah, head to They finished with the exact um, same amount of points and fantasy um, points, I believe. Yeah, and that, that was kind of interesting, too. Like, in the Gritty Gazette, we mentioned um, Montreal's team uh, a couple mm-hmm. of times, and it was always, like, if he was going to drop out of the playoffs. Right. And he has had, like, I think it's a month where he has been above average and scored a ton of points. So he's one of the hottest teams, uh, along with Detroit. He, he was kind of limping last week, but still doing good. So that's kind of been exciting to see. And, and, and it's a huge payoff for him to not have to play the first week. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and, and it helps having McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, that helps too. Having a stud does help. It's been yeah. proven. Although it has not helped Toronto this year, uh, having the best player in hockey. Oh, for a God. generation <laughs> imagine having that guy in your team that would right. be something right yeah yeah or did you trade him is like... that why you're saying that <laughs> yeah i did trade him um, <laughs> I, I think it's two uh, yeah for the first season season like evgeny kuznetsov and i felt really good with that trade i i did it to like um, get more wins in the team for a playoff push and i think it was it was the right move that season. This season, I really regret it. Uh, it was it looks really really stupid right now. Okay, I, well, I mean that, that's the whole point of the game is to try stuff and see if it works. Oh yeah, I think I've been trying too much with the trades, but yeah, yeah it uh, makes it more interesting okay. for everyone else. Or you could be yeah. like Mont- or you could be like Montreal and play three Sabers in your lineup, including the former Washington Capital Kyle Ogpozo, who I had only owned for salary purposes and finally jettisoned. He had four assists last week and got him eleven points. So I don't even know what to think anymore or what to do. But mm. Montreal is playing three Sabers in that lineup going into the postseason. But they're hot, right? So yeah. you know, maybe that's yeah. the key. Yeah, they're so really the- hot. We got through the buys. Let's get to some of the games that are actually happening here. We have, uh, should, I, should I break it down by seating? I have them all listed here, kind of. Uh, the 12 5 matchup is going to be uh, the, I think it's the Ducks, right? Ducks no, and the, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. yeah, Buffalo is the last team in that just knocked you off, Perry, because of the tie. Oh, Detroit, yeah. Buffalo. Sorry. Yeah. Detroit's not right. Detroit, Buffalo. Yep. Beat me by one point in the standings. Buffalo did. did. Not, not unhappy about that at all or anything. Uh, <laughs> so that, what do we think of that matchup there? Buffalo is the inaugural champion against a pretty hot Detroit team. Uh, I, I like, uh, I'm kind of bummed that this game is like this matchup is too early in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. They, these these are two great teams. Like I think Detroit is like the hottest team coming into the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I think Buffalo's team is is great. It's very deep, and he hasn't played a ton of games, so he's kind of behind in the score in the standings due to you could say it's poor management. I don't know, or it's just yep. unlucky. And and the games will 
come rolling in now in the playoffs. Yeah, it could uh, be a COVID type situation early, never caught up kind of thing. Yeah. So if he can out Detroit and get like the games coming back uh, and balance balance it up a bit, uh, I think he can do a lot of damage. Either of these teams are are going to the to the final. That that's my wow prediction. wow yeah. nice. That's that's a prediction. Yeah. Well, consider too. Ryan has Stamkos and Landeskog and Ovechkin on that team, and that's your twelve seed. So, yeah. Our second matchup is the Ducks Islanders yeah. uh, coming in with the eleven seed. Patrick, your team. You know, you you guys were flying high early on the season. You hit a bit of a bump there, but you're in the playoffs, and that's that's always a good thing. Yeah, I'm very badly into the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, but Josh just typed to me that um, Calgary and Edmonton are going to play one extra game this week. Okay. And due, due to, I, I think Calgary was due to play Vancouver twice or something. And I don't think Vancouver is going to play any games this week. Due to, mm. They have 17 yeah. players on the COVID list. So I get. One more game from Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and one more game from Matthew Kachuk. And that, if if I'm going to have a slight chance, I need both of those guys to score. Uh, but I do really like Bruce's team. and uh, it, It's one of my favorite teams in the league. He has great, like, uh, old-timers scoring a lot, and he has great rookies coming up. So uh, I wouldn't be that mad if I lost against him. Uh, I think he has one of the, the, the most interesting teams, and I think I, I've said it in the Slack. He is probably the best scout in our, like, out of everyone. Yeah. So, I kind of wish him some success due to that. But, uh, <laughs> well, you do have uh, more fantasy points on the year than him. Yes. Uh, I think I got all of those the first three weeks or something. Oh, okay. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> I, I'm very, very top heavy, um, which is not good. In, in, a, in a league like this. If you look at Pittsburgh, uh, he's winning my div- division by quite the margin. And I think I have, uh, yeah, I don't have a ton less points than him. It's quite no. close. No, it's, it's, you, only, uh, you only lost it by three, six yeah. points, I think. Yeah. But he has a lot more wins. And it comes down to a lot of the, what Bill is talking about, the hits. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a goal-scoring team. And sometimes I score a lot of goals and, and I win by a huge margin. But he has all the hits coming in steady uh, <laughs> all the time. Consistency, yeah. Makes, yeah, and gives him the edge. Um, so, But in the playoffs, I don't know. Do you want to be bursty or steady? Um, I think I don't think uh, even if I win against Anaheim, I'm going to be knocked out uh, the next round against... Uh, Chicago, unfortunately. So I, I don't think it matters. If I lose now, I get a better draft pick. Even though I want <laughs> love to knock out Chicago in, in the playoffs. You, you never know uh, when it's a one-week uh, matchup. Yeah, so either way, my, my, my prediction is actually, even mm-hmm. though I'm, I'm talking down about my own team, I predict myself to win this. I, uh, I, have, I have some good guys coming in. Uh, quite hot from last week, and he is looking a bit cold. So okay, we'll see. Either, either way, a Kachuk advances. Yeah, that's good point. That's true. Uh, one of the like the, the best two of the like I think Brady Kachuk is the best 
like fantasy player. Like uh, obviously, McDavid scores a lot more points. Like yep. Chetuk is like, yeah, you know, he gets the hits and pins and the goals and the hit assists and everything. Well, yeah, that five tool. I'm going to try yeah. to hope that my contribution to Patrick's team, uh, Mr. Wilson, uh, can get back on track because uh, we made that big trade in the offseason, and he also has another key capital as his goalkeeper. So my hope is that yeah. Washington can do their part for you this week. Yeah, I think I need Samson to win. He has to step up. Next game on our uh, list, looking down, the Fly Guys, who are they've been fl- kind of flying under the radar, no pun intended, all season uh, they take on Houston and Jelly. That that division is loaded, right? You got Winnipeg, oh, yeah. Anaheim, Houston, all with twenty three plus wins. <laughs> Don't sleep on our Patrick division, though. Just saying, we've had a pretty good division too. Yeah, not sleeping on Flyers. Twenty. <laughs> We're flying under the radar there a little bit. Ten seed for the Flyers. They have a pretty good shot here, right? Against uh, Jelly. No, this no. is this is Houston's game. Um, he, he's going to win this. I think this is going to be the most lopsided of the, the matchup. Wow. You think um, Jelly's going to win? Jelly's going to win, yeah. Okay. He also said the... it's not going to be close there, Perry, just so wow. you Wow, I like that. Clarify. I like, the, I like yeah. the bold I like the bold statement there. Uh, well, there's nothing to lose, right? Why not be bold? <laughs> You're right about that, Patrick. Last matchup of the regular playoffs, we have Vancouver and uh, taking on Quebec. That's Joe versus the Furta boys there. Uh, this is this is a coin flip, right? Don't you agree with me here? I don't. I, I'm predicting Vancouver just because he 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 was was he the second team last week? Yeah, um, one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah points, he was, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Quebec was 19th. So that is to Vancouver right now. Yeah, it's too bad because he's he, he kind of peaked in the middle of the season. Quebec did. Yeah, he, he had a strong run there. You um, also said, I think Patrick said Edmonton gets an extra game this week, so that's an extra game for Dreisaitl, which doesn't hurt Vancouver either. No. And kind of bummed for Montreal, who who has – no, no, it's Toronto, who has McDavid. Yeah, never hmm. mind. Yeah, McDavid is not in the playoffs, which is, a, a, you know, a normal sight in real hockey, but not in our league. Yeah. Because that, Toronto made that. the playoffs last year. He did? Oh, yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, I mean, who remembers last <laughs> last year's yeah. playoffs ended in the first round in the middle of it. I was losing to Anaheim, I think, at the time. So that's that the... Actually, yeah. yeah. That's the playoff picture as we see it. All the other teams are in the uh, draft pick tournament, which the first two weeks get added together and you get your top eight teams from that move on to a single elimination bracket style tournament there. Yeah. So those pairings are just for dressing, right? They're not real. Yeah. The, yeah. The teams that, yeah, it says like Portland versus San Jose. That doesn't mean anything. It's just yeah. like get them all in the system. So, yeah, I mean, health is going to be a concern um, for a lot of these teams. Uh, you know, I was kind of planning to be in the playoffs and now it's kind of a little bit of a downer, but if I can try to win myself the best shot at a number one pick, in the lottery there, that's going to be, uh, you know, pretty good stuff. I picked up Travis Zajac, who's been actually pretty good for me, about two points a game for New Jersey. It's been kind of expensive, but I could fit him in. Uh, we all, Patrick, let's ask, uh, let's ask Bill, let's ask Patrick uh, my two favorite questions uh, about his team. 
Uh, Patrick, who's been your, your biggest surprise and who's your, been your biggest disappointment this year from guys on your team? Oh, I have so many tissues. So, like, biggest surprise. I don't know how to phrase this. I, I, like, my initial reaction is, like, who is doing most, like, the most poor? Like, what do you say? Uh-huh. Poorly? No. Poorly? Yeah, you can say poorly. Worst. They're doing yeah. the worst. So, yeah. Like, Riley Smith. And no, it has to be Rasmus Dalin. Like, what? I don't know what's going on there. He, <laughs> well, that's a Buffalo problem, I think. Yeah, it's a Buffalo problem, but still, he doesn't put up anything. He doesn't do hits or, yeah, he's just kind of useless. And uh, he's a generational pick or whatever you want to yeah. call it. So I can't drop him. I can't, I can't trade him because his trade value is right. so extremely low. I, I don't, I, I want to feel good trading him. Um, so, yeah, he's my biggest surprise. Um, the, in a negative way, in a positive yeah, way. Positive way, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Tafoli who <laughs> I, whom I traded for okay. Greg Batherson. So, But still, I, I, I think I, I, I really like that trade um, yeah. in the long term. So Tafoli, even though he isn't on my team, is my, my biggest <laughs> uh, boon. Uh, take that as you will. Like the rest of the guys are doing worse or kind of what I expected. Um, most, most are doing worse, a lot worse, even. A lot worse. Um, uh, I can add a, like a sub note to that, that, that I had Samuel Girard and Tyson Barry mm-hmm. and, and, and they are doing fantastically good, even though they, yeah, well, maybe because they left my team. I don't know how the universe works, like stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I lost Barry in the expansion draft, and he's like I think he's third in points in, in the NHL. And I trade away Gerard for for Evander Kane, and uh, Gerard is like one of the top defensemen in our league. Um, so I don't know how to answer that in a positive note. No, sometimes it's it's tough, and you just gotta kind of push to the next year. But you I mean you're still in the playoffs, so there's still always obviously a chance here. Yeah. Anything can happen here. So you have to rely on your hope and rage against the dying of the light. <laughs> That's Dylan Thomas there, Perry, by the way. Yeah, yes. I know. I looked it up. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty funny. Yeah. Did I answer um, your question? I kind of went on a Yeah, you did. That was good. In, that, yeah, I know it was difficult. Yeah. It was difficult. Uh, let's mm-hmm. take a look at the – now that we're the regular season's over – We'll look at the top 10 players at each position and see if there's any surprises. I'm just going to run them down real quick for you guys. And you can tell me if you see any surprises or anything you think, you know, that the league has wrong as far as our point system. Obviously, it does favor things like, uh, you know, penalty minutes. And we, we did decrease plus minus this year to being half as what it was worth last time. And hits. But hits, we, you know, Bill and I have talked about it before. We talked about it with Joe. Like, that just mm-hmm. adds a level of value to guys that wouldn't necessarily have it. Um, so anyway, let's run down the top centers and then wingers. Yeah, Radko and- Gudis, for example. Yes. yes. All right, Bill. Yeah, you're talking <laughs> about Radko Gudis. All right. Top 10 forwards in the league from 10 to 1. Mark Scheifele, uh, Joe Pavelski, Alexander Barkov coming in number 8. Gabriel Landeskog at 7. Sidney Crosby at 6. Nathan McKinnon at 5. Mitch Marner. Uh, Austin Matthews at 3. Leon Dreisaitl at 2. And Connor McDavid is the number 1. Uh, center in our league, Empire Hockey Association, 214 and a half points, 5.64 per game, which is, I believe, the most he's, if the season ended right now, yeah, his 
previous high is 4.7 points per game. He's at 5.6 points per game. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't think you've ever had a player, a forward average more than five points a game in a season. I could be wrong. Yeah. I can look that up for next week. But yeah, any, any of those guys stand out to you? Obviously Pavelski for his age, but that's about it, right? Sid is two now, I guess, 33. Well, Marshand is 32, so that's almost impressive to me too. Marshawn's not in the top 10. He's not? No. Uh, well, for wingers, right? Oh, yeah, for wingers, winger. sorry. I'm sorry. Center, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is a yeah, center's, yeah, yeah. center's yeah. list. Yeah. Yep, sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> Landeskog is kind of one of the odd birds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, a, in a top 10 fashion, but he is a fantasy beast. Um, yep. Uh, you're, and, and it's kind of interesting with uh, Verhege. Like at, Over Hagee, he's just well, outside the top 10. He's the 12th yeah, he's best just, center. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. Uh, but like, if you look at this, when you sort by fantasy points, look at centers. Like you, you, this is a way to see that the league is kind of balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, like McDavid is at the top. It will be, if he wasn't, it will be, something would be off. <laughs> I think so, guys, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the guys feel like they're, they should be there. Pavelski kind of, kind of worried, but he scores. Kind of all goals and points, so I think this is looking great. Okay, all it's right. a good balance. Let's look at the wingers now, uh, and I'm have to go a little bit deeper here uh, for top ten because there's some centers involved. I mean, I, I include Pavelski; he's more of a winger, really, I guess. But uh, in the previous uh, rankings, so we'll start with uh, Andre Palat uh, from Tampa Bay. You have Dubrinkit, Ovechkin, Jake Gensel. Mark Stone, Jonathan Huberdeau, Patrick Kane. There's Marshawn. He is the, I guess, second best winger, Bill, behind Miko Rontanen. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) So I've had the best center, and uh, Bill have had the best winger. Winger, previously. (laughs) Yeah. And I will know in another year or two if that really <laughs> came to fruition. I mean, the way that it turns out, you know, because with right. all the draft picks that I got out of that, that that's they need to pan out for me. If they don't, then well, well, it is what it is at that point. So yeah, like this is also also looking good. Like we have it's scoring scoring guys at the top. Right, I like that. Uh, like the one sticking out again is. Landis Carr, but you included him as a Yeah, center. I actually included him both lists, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks great. Like, My question is, of- how is Carter Verhage only owned in 75% of fan tracks leagues? What are the other 25% of those leagues doing not owning Carter Verhage? They don't have 26 teams in them, I can guarantee you that. Well, still, but like he's <laughs> a top 10 winger, or top, basically a top 10 winger. I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I've been on the Carter Verhege train since he was dropped by Detroit or Montreal last year, just by his scoring rates. I was like, this guy scores too much to be sitting here. So I, I picked him up and luckily he was given, he was, we talked, Bill and I talked about this too, Patrick, but guys who, I think there's a lot of guys that could be like a Carter Verhege that just aren't given the opportunity. Florida's, you know, they, yeah. they signed him or whatever. They picked him up. I can't remember if it was a trade or not. And they just put him on their top line and he's been productive for them. Yeah. There's probably a ton of guys that would be just as productive as him if, 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 if given the right circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're talking about an interesting thing there about, about the pickups. I would love to see like a, an award like for for the best pickup or best free agent <laughs> ad or something like that. It's kind of hard to track and follow. It is hard to track, right? 
Yeah. You had to be like self-nominating. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of it would have, and and you would win it, right? So that was from last year, though. So I wouldn't even qualify. Oh yeah. yeah. I picked him up last year. Hmm. Yeah. And it was, yeah. That was that was a keeper. That was a weird keeper for me because I believe it was he was rookie eligible, so that's why I kept him. Obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. All right. Top ten D in the Empire Hockey Association. Here we go again. Uh, Morgan Riley, Bill's bracing himself. <laughs> Drew Doughty, number nine. Jacob uh, Church. I can't. I can't say his name from Arizona. Churchin. Church, Churchin. Churchin. Yeah, Churchin? I, I can't ever say it either. Churchin. Churchin. He's tw- only twenty-three. He's our eighth best D man. John Carlson, actually on Bill's team. That's a good sign. Uh, Jeff Petrie in Montreal. He's had a pretty good year, um, all things considered. More than uh, pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the sixth best D man. Chris yeah. Letang who's been on fire as of late. He's kind of helped Pittsburgh on their late run here. Adam Fox, who's unbelievably amazing. good. Unbelievably yep. good. He's the fourth best D-man now. Dougie Hamilton, who was uh, kind of chastised, right, in, Cal- in Calgary, moved to Carolina, and he's been superb and added some assists totals here this year. Unbelievably, 26, second most of any D-man. Darnell Nurse, Bill's former player at number two, which is another big surprise. And then Victor Hedman, who's not a surprise, number one defenseman, 140 fantasy points. Uh, he's up there to talk about overall top skaters. You include Victor Hedman yeah. in that list. And yeah. ju- just on the outside is Barry, who Patrick mentioned. And there are two former mm-hmm. Tyson Barry owners on this podcast, as uh, <laughs> I, I am the original draftee of said Tyson Barry. So. To think yeah. that of the top 11, that at one point I had Nurse and I have Carlson and I had Barry. It's, again, just in, inept ownership on my part. I'm terrible, and I'm just thankful you haven't kicked me out of the league. Bill, <laughs> we got to stop talking about D-men. Bill just goes off on these rants about them. Yeah, but we have, you have one interesting guy there on 11, Mackenzie Weger. That he is <laughs> yeah. like, uh, almost a top 10 guy. That, that's, that's interesting. That's great drafting from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. he – 23 points on the or no sorry yeah yeah t- 23 points 40 pims and plus 20 take that yeah top 10 goalies this will be an interesting list <laughs> cal peterson who was the backup to my starting goalie this year is the number 10 goalie <laughs> yeah unbelievable i thought i was going with the right choice i was not uh, well, I had Cal Peterson and, and dropped him. Like so. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. We can't com- Yeah, we can compete about stuff like this all, all you want. <laughs> Cam Talbot, uh, top goaltender, number nine from Minnesota, who's essentially been splitting time there. Uh, Juice Saros from Nashville. He's played in what twenty-one games. That's about half the season, right? Or thereabouts. Semyon Varlamov, number seven. Thatcher Demko, number six, but of course he's one of the many on the COVID list, and that's why the Sharks did not finish that strongly, apparently. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is number five. Bounce back year for him. We've talked about him a number of times. Kevin Lankinen, the only other rookie-eligible goalie on this list from Lankinen, Anaheim. Who has, Lankinen and Fleury, yeah, both on the Lankinen, same team. Same team, although Lankinen hasn't seen the light of day, and he's got 150 fantasy points. On that side, he's been the minors all year. Connor Hellebach for Ottawa, just a consistent stud between the pipes, right? He's there every year, a top five goalie at this point. Yeah. Philip Grubauer for Houston, 
Uh, we kind of expected him to have a good year because we knew Colorado was going to be good, but maybe not this good. He's the number two goalie in our league. And then Andre Vasilevsky, once again, is number one, almost 900 points, 199.25 points on the season, 23 and five record. Just, I know the Tampa Bay Lightning are good. It's hard to really tell how good Vasilevsky is by how good Tampa Bay has been his whole career. But I mean, you got to hand it to him at some point. Yeah, he's, he's worth his salary, even though it's quite high. Mm-hmm. And I think you're mixing up Kevin Lankinen with Kapukakinen. I think um, Lankinen has been used by Anaheim. You're correct, Patrick. Yep. Oh, I am making that. Okay. Lankinen has been used by Anaheim? Yeah, it's yeah. Kapukakinen that hasn't been used. Yeah. Who's the, the but, stud rookie from the wild. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but he's still like the 17th best goalie. So he, he's really stacked in that. Almost two stacks, one could say. He could have traded one. Yeah, my, that's one of my one of my favorite sorting uh, utilities on the roster page is if you click on uh, where it says stat type fantasy team, it'll tell you how many points the guys actually uh, accrued for the season, which is a fun way to look at your roster and see, well, this guy hasn't played at all. <laughs> or I played Michael McLeod for four games and he got 15 and a half points. That's 3.88 per game but he's been near, not nearly as productive overall. So you can see the kind of production you got out of guys. Whereas, see, James Reimer, for me, has gotten me 23 points in five games. Malcolm Subban, I played him for one game. He got six points. So that stuff's kind of interesting as far as that's concerned. I'm, I wonder if you can do it for the whole league-wide search, and you can't. But I'm you can do it on that. your roster. Yeah, you can do it on your roster. So you can see how many points that Anaheim's used for his different goalies, for example. So, Bruce, if I click on Anaheim and fantasy team usage, boop. Lankinen has just 50 points from Lankinen and 79.5 from Marc-Andre Fleury. So, he, he, he's left a decent amount on the table, but no one knew Lankinen was going to be good, right? So, we kind of sat in the minors yeah. for a decent part of the year. And that's 130 points from your goalies. Right. If he had played just Lankinen, he would have got 150. So, I mean – yeah. yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty, that's the move. But right, that's still not a bad amount from your goalies. Where if I've, I don't know how many points I've got from my goalies. It's not. Yeah. It might be one of the worst in the league. Ninety. Ninety, Bill. I had ninety. Sorry, you had not. I thought you were gonna say I had ninety. There's no way I got ninety points from goalies. I might be under thirty points from goal. Mm, no, I shouldn't say that. that Can't be that bad. Fifty? No. Do I get fifty points from goalies? Fifty-two and a half. Yep, there it is. 52 and a half. Just ahead of Chicago somehow, Toronto and Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. That's Imagine a shocker to me. Chicago, Tom, yeah. yeah, that's a shocker. That, that's a big shocker, yeah. Imagine if he had a like a decent goalie. Mm. Like uh, a league a league average goalie is like 85, 90 points. Yeah. But that was ha- that's what happens when you have like we have, I think we have three teams that hogging three good goalies. You can always. I mean, there's a there's a positive to that you can trade. I mean, trade for them. Mm, yeah, but they're really expensive. I tried. <laughs> See, and, well, I mean, my my thing, and and again, it's just poor ownership on my part. I think again, but like mm-hmm. I had Varlamov last year. I had Var. I was coming into the year with Varlamov and Corpusalo, um, and I just I didn't keep Varlamov. I just was like. No, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know what to do with him really, so I just didn't keep him. And now he's like the sixth best goalie in the league. So, but yeah, goalies are incredibly hard to predict. Like if you look yeah. at uh, the the list with the best goalies, the top three are like what you can consider top 
tio goalies, Vasilevsky, Grubauer, Hallebach. But after that, it's it's kind of a mess. Like, who I mean, you would have look... predicted any of those guys? Yeah, Let's and I, I read look, too yeah. much into th- I read too much into things too because I looked at the Islander situation. I'm like, they have those guys coming right up behind Varlamov, so whatever his shelf life is, it isn't going to last. I don't think you know terribly long. And then, sure enough, it's Barry Trot, so it doesn't matter. And he's going to, you know, mm-hmm. they it plays Varlamov, and that's great. So you only have to go back two years, right, to find the top five goalies two years ago, eighteen nineteen, last full season was Darcy Kemper at five, Carey Price four, Frederick Anderson three, Hellebuck, and Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of consistency there, but on the same list has John Gibson and Ben Bishop and Matt Murray and Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. I mean, so it's some of the things are, you know, some things remain the same, but a lot of guys changed places four years ago. Rene is the number two goalie. Uh, Gibson, Bobrovsky, uh, Jonathan Quick was the number seven goalie in 2017 18. So, like, yeah, age plays into it, opportunity plays into it, but um, it, it is hard to predict year to year, that's for sure. Yeah, the easiest, easiest the, the hardest position to predict by far. Like, it's, it's right. really hard to understand what's happening with goalless heads. I tried to kind of punt the position, I went with. Uh, quick and kind of nobody <laughs> this year and it did not work out because no quick's not even on my team anymore um and i had to trade bill a third round pick for james reimer at the deadline so and that's where we're standing right now he's been fine i mean reimer's fine they were even talking about moving him at one point right carolina yeah I, yeah uh i think toronto wasn't the talk of acquiring him or something like or, that or Chicago, or colorado even yeah, Colorado too. But but they acquired it, the the Buffalo keeper Jonas Johansson instead, I think. Right, right. I think right, they're right, quite right. satisfied with Grubauer. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I dropped uh, Holpe today. Uh he, he won the Western like was it three or four four years ago? Yeah. Uh, yep. And Terrific. this this thing so much. Like the Holpe saga for me is, is atrocious. I, I don't know yeah. how to phrase it. But I, I traded for Holpe last season from Chicago. Uh, in a, like a desperate attempt to have a starting goal because Samsono was injured. I traded a, a lot of my, my prospects for Samsono and he was injured. Uh, and I needed someone to, like I knew who would get starts since Samsono was hurt. So I traded for Hopi. I sent my first round pick to Chicago and the, the season was shut down like, some weeks after. I think I got two starts out of him. You, tra- you uh, traded your first round rookie pick up to him. Yeah my first round minor uh, and that pick Chicago used to get Rantanen. Yeah. Oh, he traded him to Bill. It came I was here. like, who did he, he didn't even make the pick. No, he didn't even make the pick. So he, he I, I gave him my pick, which he used to acquire Rantanen. And today and then... I dropped Halpy uh, like to, to complete the circle. So I, I gave him the first round pick for really nothing. Like I haven't mm-hmm. stopped Halpy more than than like thank <laughs> so that's things but who knows uh it could have been a great success so it was a gamble so bill i just want to i just want to follow that pick so what what did that turn into for was that jack quinn i think it was jack quinn yeah okay yeah you took jack quinn and dawson mercer back to back i like looking at rookie drafts <laughs> like at the end yeah. of the year they're interesting to me yeah i took perfetti quinn and mercer in like the first 15 yep. picks eight 
eight, 14, 15 you picked. Mm. Does that mean you didn't have a first round pick last year? Who, me? No, no. Patrick. Oh. No, no, I tried it. No. You had a, you had a I second? You tried those. Yeah, you like to trade yeah. your first round picks. Yeah, I, I didn't have any picks at all. I had to like force, uh, I traded a high man for, for two second round picks or something stupid like that. I had to trade him, otherwise, <laughs> I would have dropped him to, to free agency. Did you, I had too many players. Okay, yeah, your first rookie pick was Joel uh, Curavanta. Yeah. Uh, huh. uh, he was, he's been okay. He, he has been hurt quite a lot. Who, so. Before before we go anywhere, before we close the show, I want to just do, do do we have any kind of scouting on the on the before give you giving away your ideas as far as who's going to be the number one pick next year? In case you know, I run the table here on this playoff tournament and get the best shot at it. Yeah, like <laughs> any, any word on that? Uh, uh, I I uh, I don't know how it will play out. I, mm-hmm. I do know the Swedish guys in the top ten. They uh, one of them is Jesper Wallstedt, and he's amazing. Okay. Like he's a goalie. So okay. he's probably going to be the best goalie in the draft. Uh, he he looks really cool, calm, collected. I really like what, what I'm seeing. Do he play him. for the junior team or no? No, he's play, playing in, in the big league. Um, oh, and okay. So, so is Fabian, Fabian Lissel. He's also mm-hmm. playing in the big league. Uh, both are looking good. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, they're looking good, but not what you want from a top 10 pick. They're, they're yeah. not Raymond Holt or Ra- Raymond or Holt. Yeah. Uh, but you I don't know much. Go- about- Do you get a chance to go to see any of the games out there? The no. spectators? No. No, it's locked down. All of it is yep. locked down. Uh, my hometown team is playing in, like, in the playoffs to, to qualify to the, the highest ranking league. Oh, wow. Is it pr- for promotion, you mean? Yeah, for promotion. So they, they, they play the first semifinal game on Sunday and the last in second OT. So, you so can, it's geez. a best of seven. So you can, those, those, are, those are, you can watch those on TV or computer? Yeah, on the computer. It, it's quite like the mediocre stream. But it works. <laughs> they have good broadcasters at least? And not, not in the second league. Like in, the, second in the top division. league, it's good. Yeah. Okay. If I spoke speed, if I spoke Swedish, I'd come over and call those for you, but I don't, sadly. Yeah, it would probably be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I could just call them. I could just call them in yeah. English. Yeah, you can call them in English. Like in the second league, especially this year, I don't think the, the broadcasters are allowed in the arena, so they're watching on the stream. Like they're watching. Oh, the that's stream tough. Aside. Yep. Yeah, and it's not easy for them to to call it correctly. No, but, it's not. But they they they're doing their, what the best they can. That's okay. We we can start yeah. a new podcast next week. We'll start a new podcast about the Swedish uh, second division. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> we'll, pe- people might listen to that. Maybe not in English yeah. though. Uh, I think we can do it in Swedish. Oh, we'll all that. right. We should we should do the next pod in Swedish. I like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we get some more followers. That's true. We need. Uh, yeah, you're our lone. Uh, you're our lone Swedish owner in the league right now we have a couple canadian well, a few canadians now yeah some some uh but we we span the entire united states though yeah that, Calif- uh, california that, washington yeah that was interesting my friend who who was coaching the ottawa senators last yep. season 
he wasn't really active. So it's kind of annoying for me. I, I, I really want to push activity. I want people to be active and make trade-offs. Sure. So, so it's kind of, it, it kind of hampered me in a sense that I couldn't like talk, get people to be more active when my <laughs> friend wasn't uh, have showing any activity at all. Yeah. So in a sense, no, like, it's kind of nice that he isn't playing because well, so, several teams were typing to me, like, can you make him answer my trade-off? And I wasn't, <laughs> like, oh, You're like being the liaison, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, hopefully people are responsive here, and that's kind of the goal is to have as much fun as we can uh, watching hockey and, and following players we like or that we don't like but score a lot of points for our teams. Yeah, uh, the, the, the activity <laughs> this year has been higher, I think, especially oh, yeah. from, from the like, – I think it's a friend group with Quebec, Montreal, and Detroit, right? Yep, those yeah. are all those, all Buffalo guys. Yeah, those so are they're trying to avoid- more active this year, I think, and, and it's really fun. They're, they're really con- contributing to the Slack and- I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a lot of fun, and I think the camaraderie among the league is fun. You know, you know people are nice, people are relatively yeah. nice to each other, and kind of in it for the right reasons, which is, is just, yeah. which is what we're doing here. It's improving from year to year. I think it's easy to be have that camaraderie, and I think uh, was it Justin uh, Robinski who said something? He, he called it something special uh, that, that I all. Oh, think about a lot yeah the crowdsource parenting for stuff for dad oh yeah i mean that was kind of fun like he had a great viewpoint on how we can contribute to each other help each other out in in stuff outside of hawking that's kind of that's kind of special isn't it like how how internet is connecting people in in different ways than than i mean you thought it would uh anytime that a fantasy hockey league uh can connect people and help each other in, in everyday life i think is 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 special right like i mean i i've known bill for a while now but like putting this league together and having folks having patrick from sweden (laughs) come on a podcast and talk about stuff like this i mean what is going on right it's crazy yeah it's kind of wild in a good way you know in a great way great great way and and there's 25 people that can help a a fellow owner start his cookie business like by putting the word out there like it's whatever it is it's it's yeah yeah, it's it's great yeah we were were legitimately worried about jelly and his and whether he had power or not for a while during the during the storms and whatnot yeah (laughs) yeah i was kind of scary i was honestly quite worried like um but it turns out he just had notifications disabled (laughs) (laughs) jelly scared us (laughs) yeah he kind of scared us he did there's there's not not to you know kiss up so to speak though too but at the same time we it is a testament parry to your work we're thankful for you as the fearless leader you keep the shit going so thank you i just luckily there's a a site like fan tracks that we can all hate on and love at the same time yes yeah I think you got a lot of hate from from the beginning with the different rules and stuff like that, but you sorted it out great. And right now we're in a great place with the rules and the scoring. Yeah, uh, as as you can see from the top ten. Yeah, it's that was the kind of the goal. Great. It gets it gets a little bit more difficult, and some guys maybe a little bit overvalued as you go down. But I mean, we'll take a look off season, and if we want to make tiny adjustments to stuff but yeah that's that's kind of how we're going is it's it's all kind of crowdsourced right like i make the ultimate decisions on a lot of things but i try to vote on as much stuff as possible and uh to make it as much fun for all 20 other 25 other owners right that uh, are trying to have fun here so that's going to do it for the pod we'll, we'll give you guys final thoughts here uh we'll start with bill uh bill we're going to the playoffs i mean not you but 
you know, we're playing for a draft pick. So it is important to try and score points here, right? Well, uh, that is the uh, modus operandi. You want to try to have more <laughs> points than the person you're facing at the end of the week. So, yeah, it, it, I, I, as a, uh, what is it, Yoss 2, uh, sponsored by Toss. Jelly's Cookies competitor. Uh, yeah, yep. Toss. <laughs> Um, I am fascinated though, by the two weeks of accruing points. I think that'll mm-hmm. be kind of neat to see how that plays out for all of us to, you know, get into that final tournament there. So that'll be, I mean, there'll be, you know, I think a couple of good teams, unfortunately not getting into that last eight. I do feel for the likes of Phoenix and, you know, myself yeah. maybe and a couple others, but Portland, yeah, they need you to kind of pick it up. Yeah. Patrick, uh, obviously thanks for coming on, but, uh, anything, final thoughts for the, the pod listeners? No, thanks for having me. And um, and, and can I yell at uh, on the teams in the top? It's not as stressful. I think my week is going to be quite stressful. Yeah. So like you know, scoring, <laughs> following along. Like, if, but you had the two two week like uh, what do you call it, like big group stage. Yeah. You don't get knocked out or stuff like that. So um, I think I'm going to be a bit more stressed than I should be about this. But it's going to be okay. a ton you, of fun as well. Well, you can hopefully sleep well tonight and uh, hopefully get some rest. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Uh, For Patrick and Bill, I'm the Commissioner Perry. Thanks you once again for listening to the Empire Hockey Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts probably, or uh, Spotify. Catch everyone next week. Playoff season, everybody.